Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, everyone. This is Laura Lee Rourke from the It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're going to be talking about reparenting. And the Body Love card on the front of it has the goddess holding her hand over her heart. And then the other hand is holding the little girl inside by the hand. And the deer, power animals, sort of laying next to them and has her little dear self inside, her little inner child dear self too. And the card reads, Reparenting is the action of taking care of the small child within, all of us who has feelings and needs. Many times the pain beneath the struggle with food and weight is linked to emotional needs that weren't met when we were children. This is understandable since it's impossible for a parent to meet every emotional need a child experiences. However, as an adult, we can learn to meet our own needs and be our own parent. We do this by being compassionate, loving, attentive, and responsible to ourselves. So today we have Maureen here, and we're going to be talking about reparenting I want to just say that one of the biggest parts of my own recovery from an eating disorder was when I did learn about this inner child. And I have to say it was sort of when I first realized that I had an inner child and that it wasn't just a bunch of bull**** that I had this little part of me inside that was my job to take care of, that I could now be my own good parent and I could take care of that part of me that wanted to drive the car, but she was too young to drive the car. So I had to be the parent that put her in the seat next to me and said, I get all the stuff that's going on with you. I love you and I'm going to drive the car. So that stopped a lot of my overeating or alcoholism or drug addiction or cigarette smoking or whatever way I was trying to cover that little person inside of me over with whatever. So I didn't have to deal with her because I felt like that was too painful. I also had an idea that, you know, that was then and this is now and I should get over it. But I couldn't really get over it, if you will, until I sort of took care of myself on this really deep level. And that became the way to recovery for me. So we're going to talk about imagery because that's one of the best ways I know to get in touch with that part of us. And who better to talk about this with is Maureen. And I'm going to let her talk about herself and what she's doing and what up with her and why is she coming to this work. Thank you, Laura Lee. And first, I just have to acknowledge your cards. They are. And this particular reparenting one, what better imagery 
than to have your hand on your heart. Ah, yes. And just to take that image right there and then to have her hand held out, holding the hand of that little one, guiding. And what you said earlier about taking over, being willing to parent that child, that's exactly what happens if we don't. That child, and we've all been around kids who are brats, and if you don't give a child guidance and attend to them and help them be the child that they are, they will take over and be incredible brats. And that's exactly what happens to us. Yes. If we don't tend to our inner child, she or he will take over and they'll act out and they'll do things and you'll find yourself doing things that you're like, oh my God, why did why I did do, I do that? Right. It wasn't you. It was your inner child. So imagery is a huge and beautiful, effective way to tune in and to make contact with that inner child. That's so true. And I love this piece that you just said about just like a little kid that will throw a big fit on the floor of the grocery store because they want this certain cereal. That's, I felt like there was a part of me that was throwing a big fit over something that really wasn't even that bad, you know, or something. It's sort of like I had a feeling that I couldn't handle my own feelings. So this inner child would take over and I knew how to feel out of control, but I didn't know how to feel lonely or depressed or sad. So I had to take back those feelings that she was trying to feel for me. I don't know if this is getting too weird, but it's like I had to remind myself, you know what, I can feel these things. It's okay. I don't need to eat a frozen cake or drink a bunch or go have an affair. I can feel this feeling. It's okay. And in a way, you were attending to her, so she didn't have to act out anymore because someone was listening to her for the first time. Yes. And half the time, it isn't the acting out of the eating of the cake that, that they want. They just want attention. <laughs> so this is our chance to love ourselves. And imagery is a beautiful way. And there's so many things you can do with imagery to get in touch with that part of ourselves. So let's take a moment and sort of talk about that right now. When you say imagery, imagine that nobody in the world except you or I knows what that means. How would you explain what imagery is or how does it work to get in touch with these places inside? And tell me a little bit about why you even come to this work and what are you doing with this? Like sort of what is your calling here? Sure. I think the word imagery is not as clear, but if we say visualization, I think people maybe can relate to that more. And it's the same thing, in my opinion. So to say visualizing a goal that you might have or visualizing yourself doing something that you love, the old adage, I mean, you're a hypnotist as well. They say, imagine biting into a tart lemon and just you can feel your mouth pucker and you can smell the citrus bursting under your nose 
well, this is imagination because you're not actually biting into the lemon right now. So imagination is huge. And you know, if you study, it's our species and even you know, animals, everything is about the visual cues and the sensory cues. Language came next. And yet we are so in our brains with language and writing and logic, but we are creatures of imagery and visualization and it's huge. So I don't know if that helps any, but just using visualization and images, symbols even, are really effective ways to get the mind, to get the brain to shift and open to healing. So it's a, it's a mechanism. Yes. And did somebody sort of help you with your quote unquote stuff and then you got interested in doing it or how did that process go? I'm one of these kind of loner people. And when I would find myself in the depths of despair and suffering, I would often retreat to my imagination and look for healing there. And I began to discover that when I was so scared and I just didn't know what to do, I would often imagine that I wanted to just dig a hole in the earth and just hide. I just wanted to disappear. Where I went to from that, because I'm a a great lover of uh, the divine feminine, is I began to imagine a feminine version of God or of a higher source. And I began to imagine this big, beautiful mother goddess. And she was the mother of all. And we all might be able to conjure up the image of a all-powerful mother, like a mother bear who's a warrior, like she's the champion of her cub and she wouldn't let anything hurt her cub. And at the same time, she takes no crap from her cub either. You know, I mean, it's no nonsense, but it's just absolutely powerful. And so I would imagine this like mother goddess that was very much like that mother bear and huge. She was like colossally huge. And I would take my little broken, tiny, vulnerable self that I felt like digging into a hole and I would crawl up into her lap, Laura Lee, and I would just, you know, get into a fetal position and be held and loved by her. And that was one of the first visualizations I began to do on my own. And it was so empowering over time. I was able to get out of that fetal position and sit in her lap and be taught at her knee and empowered and to mimic and take on her strength. And then, of course, then we can move into what was in my womb. What was in my lap was my inner child. She needed me to hold her and talk to her. This is all visualization, mind you. This was therapy, very powerful. And knowing that I had an inner child that had been left behind long ago, and she was quite frightened. And it was time for me to mother her while I was being mothered by my great goddess mother self. So I love, I love that description. I can remember feeling 
like that, like somebody, and I didn't have a really good idea of a feminine goddess. I was raised very strict Catholic and God was a man and he was not very happy with me. (laughs) So to have a much more loving and kind feminine energy, that was a new concept for me when I was learning it. And to have a very loving and kind feminine mother was very unusual because I didn't have that either. So I had to sort of make this up. You know, I didn't have it in myself, but I had it in my heart and my soul. And I have sat with people that have had horrible, horrible childhoods, the most unspeakable things done to them. And they know a good parent. They know a good mother. They know a good father. We have it inside of us what that should be and what that could be. And I agree. A lot of times, The only way to get there is through imagery because you go past that sort of those soldiers that are standing trying to protect us really from feeling stuff we don't think we can feel. Exactly. It is. It's a workaround. It's a workaround. And and when we're using imagery and visualization, what part of the brain are we using? We're using our creative brain. That's right. The creative brain is to me, the gateway to the creative unconscious realm where there are no limits. Now, the rational brain, the left brain, you want to do talk therapy, now you're in a trap because you can only try to talk yourself out of it. Good luck. But when you, you can get out of that part of your brain and into your right brain, into that creative realm, miracles, magic happens. And I know you've seen it, and I certainly have seen it. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. You know, when Carol and I wrote the book, It's Not About Food, in our own groups forever, we always started with imagery so that people could get into that other side of the brain that all things are possible. We can let go of things that we think that we need that we really don't need and actually are harming us. So we would start and still do. I still do this to this day, start every group or individual clients with imagery if they're not already able to get there. So when we wrote the book, It's Not About Food, we put those imageries in the book so that people could read the imageries into a recorder. They could record their own voice guiding them. And we didn't really know that at the time that how powerful that was going to be. And we heard from people all over the place going, me talking to me about inner child or about that loving, kind person was like everything. That is really brilliant. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it was very powerful. And I had done it myself for me, but I had no idea. We decided because we're codependent. We decided nobody would do what we asked them to do, which is recorded in their own voice. We did make a CD of all the imageries in the book. It's not about food. And again, I was told by a lot of people saying, I listened to it with your voices, and then I took your advice and recorded it myself. And having them both were really great, but the one that really worked was me talking to me. Wow. Which is what we want. We want us to listen to ourselves. 
Yeah. We do have that inner wisdom inside. The lower self doesn't want to believe it. So I'm wondering if, do you want to do a little snippet of a imagery at all? Yeah, let's do. You know, we'll see what we want to do today. Sure. Yeah. And I want to say to people who are listening to the podcast, if you are driving, don't listen to this part. <laughs> Fast forward, because we don't want you to have imagery while you're trying to do something else. So get a comfortable place, sit down, and then listen to the imagery. So which would you like to do or what would you like to do? I've got an idea. You want to do something on inner child, right? I think so. That's what we're working on. And that'll be really great. All right. So first of all, you know, you always want to get relaxed and, you know, be in a safe place and close your eyes so that we're not distracted with the outer world. And just take a moment to be with yourself and know that it's it's safe and okay to just say hello to your body. Say hello to you. And just resting and allowing your mind to get still and just visualizing something that helps you get stillness. For example, imagining a lake or a body of water that's very still. And that maybe there had been some ripples on the surface. But as you still your mind, how it just becomes like glass. And if you could imagine a beautiful place where you would love to be, where would that be? Your imagination is the limit. But there are qualities that we want to stick to with this safe place. Number one is that it is safe, that it is infused with unconditional love, and that you find it beautiful and aesthetically pleasing. That you feel secure in this place. If you could put yourself somewhere like that, where would it be? Imagine yourself falling into that place. And it's deep inside of you. It's protected. Safe. And it makes you feel very secure and happy to be there. This is your own private sanctuary. Everybody's shows up differently. And this is yours. It belongs to you. This is your birthright. So in a place like this, begin to feel your heart and say hello to your beautiful big heart. You might want to visualize your heart and give it color. Give it a shape, symbol. Just feel your heart knowing that the human heart has neurons and actually more information 
goes from the heart to the head and vice versa. So you have an intelligent heart and it's okay to drop out of your head and sit in the beautiful wisdom and infinite of your own heart. By doing this, you activate the energy of your heart. Your heart is compassion, kindness, generosity, unconditional love, caring. So let your heart interact with this beautiful place you are and fusing all of the qualities in your heart into this place. Making an incredibly safe place. Because what we want to do is invite a younger version of yourself. It might be a part of yourself that is feeling vulnerable or frightened. It might be a part of yourself that has been acting out and or a part of yourself that is wounded. So if you could imagine a part of yourself and it, it might show up as a younger self, how would that show up for you if you made a beautiful, safe place and invite this part of yourself in as an honored guest and that you could create a beautiful nest or a, decorate a beautiful place for this little one to come in. And you're inviting this part of yourself with all your heart, letting it know that it's safe and that there's lots of love. Just inviting that in with all your heart. And if a part like that could show up for you, a part of yourself, what, what would she look like? How old is she? What is her reaction? This may be the first contact you've had, or this might be many times, but just be respectful knowing that you and your big heart, you have the space to hold this little one. And just using your imagination to really see and experience this little one and check in with her. What does she need from you? What is she needing that she's been reaching into the outer life to get? For you to realize that she can get that from you. She no longer has to reach out into the outer world to grasp and struggle. You have now given her a safe haven. Let her know she is protected. That she is important. That she is loved. Check in and see what it is that she's needing or what she needs to get from you or what. 
that she is wanting and just parent her, mother her, mentor her, protect her, make contact with her. Reassure her because she doesn't know. She's not an adult. She doesn't have all the answers. And it's okay because you've got her back now. So make a pledge or a commitment or a vow of some kind to this little one. Just end by making an exchange of some kind. You might find that you guys can go for a little walk around that beautiful area you're in, or there might be something right beside you that you can offer her. And this is a special talisman. This is a special symbol just between the two of you. You could pick a flower. You could discover a beautiful gemstone that shines in your hand. I want you to imagine that you can offer this gift to your little one. And before you do, imagine that you're infusing it with all of the love and protection that this child needs. And let her know that this object you're giving her is infused with magical qualities. All she has to do is to hold that next to her heart and she'll have direct contact with you. And in your outer world, as you're moving throughout your day, if you see that symbol or you sense that symbol, pause and know that that's a calling for you to connect to your little one. And come back to this beautiful place, if only for a moment, to just make contact and connect using this symbol. And with that symbol, know that you've done a sacred exchange. And now just allow your little one to dissolve back in, merge back in with yourself. And use your breath to just really empower your spine, feeling that with every in-breath, you can pull all those beautiful qualities of that safe place you were in, that you could breathe in all of those qualities and draw it up from the base of your spine and draw it all the way up your center channel, empowering your backbone, feeling the strength, the comfort, and the reassurance of this safe place and infuse every cell in your body with the imagery of this beautiful sanctuary that belongs only to you, your personal refuge, your safe haven. Breathe that in and allow it to disseminate throughout your body so that you really own it. It belongs to you. It's part of you. You can move seamlessly back and forth between it. So breathe into that 
Oh, it's so beautiful. It's perfect. That is so gorgeous what you just did. And I feel like I got eight hours of sleep just now. <laughs> I'm so, you know, I just rested at a very, very yeah. inner level. So thank you. Yeah, there's no time in that room. No. If I may ask, did you get a symbol between you and your little one? Oh, yeah. I got a beautiful gift of sort of a big red heart mm. of sort of like her giving her heart to me and me giving oh. my heart back to her. And oh, sort of Lord. like the two hearts beating as one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gorgeous. Just a beautiful, beautiful journey that you took us on. Thank you so much. It's great. Thank you, because when I do it, I get to go on it too. <laughs> I understand. And I think anytime we can bypass the mind, the critical and judgmental, mean sort of mind, I mean, we need that mind to say, okay, that's a chair, that's a refrigerator, that's a car. Yeah, that's don't a flower. cross the street. Right. Don't look left and right before you cross the street. Exactly. Hallelujah. Don't steal this toothpaste. Go ahead and pay for it. I need that mind. But I mm -hmm. also need and just want so badly and was not taught how to have this other creative, loving, kind voice within me. I just didn't know it at all. And thank you for giving that to us. And You're welcome. And, and it's actually a sacred marriage because actually it's a fallacy to think that the logical mind can do very well or function very well without the creative mind. The, the left brain is the masculine, the right brain is the feminine, and they need each other. I mean, the creative part is what gives the ideas so that the rational mind, the logical mind that's operating in the material world can bring it out and create something in the material. So, they really rely on each other, and it's really beautiful to have that sacred marriage. Let them work together. They're not adversaries. They're two parts of one whole. That's right. So we're coming to the end of the podcast, short and sweet. Well, first of all, do you want to just talk about your work at all that you have created and your presence? Well, sure. I call my practice Head to Your Heart for obvious reasons, obviously. <laughs> you know. So I practice imagery, guided imagery, visualization. I do coaching with people, counseling people who are having stress or trauma or need to make changes in their lives. I've got a website, headtoyourheart.com, and there's a page of recordings and they're free recordings that is available. You can listen to them anytime. I also have a YouTube channel, Head to Your Heart, as well. And so I just invite you, you know, you can listen to those at any time. They're usually 20 minutes to about a half an hour or so. There are different meditations dealing with all kinds of different subject matters. And so that's a place where you can get free resources. Oh, thank you. And do you have the card reparenting in front of you by any chance? Yeah. Yes. Would you like me to read the affirmation? Please, just for today. Mm -hmm. What a great way to end. Thank you. All right. Today, I will ask myself these four questions. What is my inner child feeling? How is she trying to cope with those feelings? 
What does my child within really need? How can I give this to myself? I will then do whatever I can to give myself exactly what I need. Ah, thank you. I love you saying that in your voice of what you just did with the visualization to the imagery. Just gorgeous. And this has been, my heart is full of this podcast. And I hope everyone in the world gets to listen to it. And all of us bring our little children home to our <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> so we're not like starting wars and <laughs> killing each other yeah, or whatever the, yeah, the, that we the do. Yeah, the wars within ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're just doing beautiful work in the world. I really want to acknowledge that. So. Oh, thank you. Good on you. Good. Keep it up, sister. Oh, thank you. And I will let you know when this is on. And I think I'll be talking to you pretty soon, too. Yeah, you're doing, I think, on September 17th. Yes. Imagery International. So, yeah. Oh, God, international. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. And have a great week. And I will talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.